welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Amen. Put your hands together for real. Oh, come on, lift the roof for real. King of kings and Lord of lords. Muhammad still has a tomb. You can go visit it and it costs you money to just be around it. Buddha has a tomb and it's a shrine and you got to pay to go see rocks. But I've been to Israel and I broke the barrier and I went over that fence and I laid down where my Savior laid down. Why? Because it's my size and he doesn't live there anymore. He lives in the hearts of people who love him and adore him. Oh, come on, Access Church. Give the Lord a praise today. This is Vanessa, my wife and life partner, and I wanted to say hello to you. We love you, Access Church. We love the people that sowed the seed to start this place. We love the people that lost a little bit of knee bone praying for this. We love the people that opened their homes doing this thing at the very beginning. Because every time we come here, we see new faces and new families. And we feel like forever grafted with you. We're forever grafted with you in the vision of the Cisneros. That's, that's, it's something more than just what we can do. This is when you know God's in it. When you look around and there's not a space big enough to house all of us. Amen? Be expecting. When pastor says there's more coming, this isn't there, there's more coming, you just get that little rumble in your heart and say, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'll do, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm all in. I'm all in, pastor. I can't give a million dollars, but I can give a thousand. I can't do this, but I can do that. There's always something you can do. And we love you. We love you. We love you. And we're so proud and honored to be here with you today. Stand with me. I want to teach you something. Is that okay? Is that okay? Vamos. I want you to turn your Bibles if you can or if it'll be on the screens at John chapter 19. We're going to read it two verses that are there. But let me give you a preface in the moment. The way God gave me this message for you today was this. It's like me on my iPad and it's something I frequently do in my home, is I'll put on my praise and worship YouTube videos. I know there's Apple Music, and I know, I, I, I know there's Spotify. I know there's all kinds of stuff out there. But there's just something about YouTube when I'm at home by myself. Because I get to see the worship teams from all over the globe worship God Almighty. And then I put myself in that arena. I put myself in that atmosphere. And I, before you know it, I'm worshiping and I'm adoring the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when I got this download to give you this message that I'm going to give you today, the Lord said, give it to them like this. You know, I'm 57 years old. My filter doesn't work all the time. I say what I say. I mean what I mean. 
And today I want to give you a message of hope and a message of one more chance that God has for you. And the Lord said, I want you to give it to him like this. I want you to put your finger on the 10 days before Jesus dies. And I want you to use that finger and I want you to rewind and start here. And then I want you to move over here. And then I want you to move over here. So what I'm going to give you is a collection of thoughts that God gave me for you. And I want you to follow me. Now the scene that I'm going to uh, uh, give reference to in John 19 is this. Is that Jesus himself... It's going down a street called La Via Dolorosa. You know, what street do you live on? Joe Lane? Doe Lane, okay. Vanessa lives on a street called Dr. Ruben Ramirez. No, not really, not really. Not really. I'm just kidding. I get brave when I get up here. I got some cushion and some, some margin right here. But, but, but we all know where we live. Well, there was a name of a street that Jesus took on the way to Golgotha, the heel of the skull, before he dies. And that name street was called Via Dolorosa. And this happens on that street. I've been there on that street. I've walked that street. Pavers on the floor. I've been on that street. And this is a portion of scripture that says like this. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and they put it on his head. It was impromptu. It was right there. It happened in the moment. And then it says, and they clothed him in a purple robe. And they went up to him again, again, saying, Hail the king of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Father, I pray that today that you would open up the ears of our heart, that we would hear the living word of God and to come and give us direction and to steer us, Father, into our destiny you have for us. I pray that you speak to this body of believers. I pray it and believe it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may have a seat. When we look at the chronological order of the happenings on the last few days that Jesus had on the earth, we talk about the triumphal entry when he walked and he rode a, a donkey and people were putting palms like we celebrated last Sunday, Palm Sunday, and they put palms so even the donkey itself would not touch the filthy earth. People made provision for the donkey that carried Jesus to make its way. And the crowd started saying this words, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Have you seen the movie before? Yeah, yeah, have you seen the movie? Okay, good. So, so I'm in the house. So when Jesus is, Jesus is on that donkey, what the people around him didn't know is that culture was being built, not canceled. Culture was being built that there was a king and there was a Lord. And that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is that king. And Jesus Christ is that Lord. Se pasaron unos días, a few days went by. 
And then we find ourselves where Jesus is at a whipping post and they're whipping him. Can I tell you right now that all it takes is one drop of blood? You don't need a gusher. You don't need a bucket full. It's one drop of the precious blood of Jesus that will heal your body, that will restore your thinking, that will give you the greatest day you have ever seen in your life. It's just one drop of the blood of Christ. But during this time, they take him to the whipping post. And like Pastor Sander was describing, they flogged him. Flog is a biblical word for they tore him up. Literally tore him up. They tore his flesh And every time he was taking it, he wasn't thinking about how in the world can I get out of this. He was bleeding for you, and he was bleeding for me. Jesus leaves that place, and he finds himself with a man named Simeon. And Simeon helps him carry the cross for a few steps. I was there in that corner. I was there where the transitional direction started going out really towards Golgotha. Where a man in his kindness in his heart, he was the wrong type of person to help him. But God doesn't look at types of people. He looks at me and he looks at you. And he helped him and he got that heavy cross and he carried it a few steps for our Lord and our Savior. Now in that area starts the shopping area. It's kind of like going to La Cantera, right? And your favorite store is just a few steps away. The Roman soldiers took a moment and they went into that robe store and they pulled out a robe and they said, we're going to mock him. That no one had it around them. It, it was in the commerce place. And they went to go get that robe and they brought it and they put it on him to mock him and say, Hail to the king of the Jews. Little did they know that they were helping culture. They were helping the culture change their minds about this Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Even the Roman soldiers in their mockery was proclaiming that he was the king of kings and that he was the Lord of lords. Oh, the moment happens and then bam, we're here in John 19 and we hear the scripture, but the Bible says, and they slapped his face. As a continued mockery, who do you think you are? The seamless robe of Jesus Christ. The purple robe of Jesus Christ. When he was being ridiculed, it covered him. It adorned him. And it made him different from everybody else. Why? Because he truly was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let me take you to the book of of Luke. And I want to show you scripturally how that King Jesus loves you. He'll stop what he's doing to care for you. And one of the first parables we find, or the first parable, Jesus is in the middle of a crowd. The rich is there. 
the tax collectors and the sinners and Jesus clears his throat. <clears throat> he draws attention to himself. And he says, I want to tell y'all a story. Let me tell you a story. Let me give you a parable. Let me give you a teaching. And Jesus starts helping himself. And he says, you know, it's like this. There's a shepherd that's out there taking care of the fold. Now, those of you that know livestock, you know that a fold means 100. I was born in Ray, or raised in San Angelo, Texas, the wool capital of the world. And it was common to hear, well, how many, how many sheep does your grandpa have? Oh, he's got seven and a half, which meant seven and a half fold, which meant 750 is what he had. So, so Jesus is using this terminology. He says, you know what? There was a shepherd who had a fold. But then he realized he was missing one. And the scripture tells us plainly that Jesus left the 99, the shepherd left the 99 to go find that one sheep. The Bible even tells us when he found it, he grabbed it by the front and the hind legs and he put it directly over his neck. And while he's walking back, He's exercising what every good shepherd does, and that is to make sure that the sheep know his voice. He's saying, come on, I don't know why you left. I'm the one that's going to take care of you. I'm the one that will be with you. I'm the one that will protect you. Please don't leave the fold. I am here for you. Well, Jesus says this story, and he says, just like the shepherd who went to go find the sheep, and would put him on his shoulders and return him back. He says, why don't we rejoice that the one sheep is found? Now remember the crowd is the rich. The crowd is, is, is the tax collectors. And the crowd is the sinners. And then Jesus has a floor and he continues to say another parable. Now he's talking about the woman who could not find that one coin. And it says that that woman began to sweep and she began to clean her house. And Jesus telling this parable, he says, that's what happens when a person cares for someone else. They will do whatever it takes to find that one coin. Remember, the audience was what? The rich, the tax collector, and the sinner. What Jesus is saying what did that woman do? She got everybody involved over at her house, and she says, let's rejoice that I found my coin. Then comes another story, another parable, and it's the parable of the lost son. Are you familiar with that parable? The son that asked for the inheritance, got the inheritance before age-appropriate uh, time, and what does he do? He goes and he lives out in the city. He leaves the palace. He leaves the home of his dad. The dad was a king. He leaves the palace and the king says, there's no law that I can't give you what you're asking for, son. Why don't you have this? The son takes it and the Bible says that he squandered everything. He lost everything. And then there was a famine. Kind of like COVID hit the world, right? Not just parts of the world. No one was exempt. There was a famine in the land. Watch this, watch this. Follow me. 
He not only had lost everything, he had not only given up everything, but now he found himself like everybody else. But his condition was just a little worse. He was homeless and he was hungry. And he found a pig farm and he began to work in the mud ball. He began to take care of the pigs. He would feed the pigs. He got hungry and everything. He had no money. Everything he, 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 everything told him in his head, don't eat this food. But no, hunger does something to people. You know, someone who is lost in drugs, they'll steal from their grandmother. Why? Because hunger will change you. Hunger will make you do what you don't want to do. It'll make you stay longer than you want to stay. So he starts to eat the cubs. The pigs ate the corn. Even a pig doesn't eat the cob. And what does this son do? He starts eating the cob. And then he has a moment and he says something like this. I'm going back to dad's house. If I can just get there, the servants eat better than this. Even if he doesn't take me back as a son, I will be grateful enough to be inside the fence, inside my father's property, inside my father's house. He comes to his senses. That's what the scripture calls it. He comes to himself. Oh, follow me. Watch this. Watch this. The king of the kingdom of the palace the dad of the house. He's looking for his son. He heard it through the grapevine that son was coming back. He starts looking out the door and he's looking for the son while the servants are saying, if that joker breaks the barrier, I got him. I got this. Why is he, you know what? He deserves what I'm going to give him because why did he disrespect the father? The father gave him everything. He spends all his money, and then he thinks he's going to come back. So the servants were on alert, watching for that joker to come back, that no-good-for-nothing son to come back. Oh, but dad was more prepared. He saw him coming. He ran down the hill. He ran down to the fence, to the door. Isn't that something? How Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except by me. And that king came to the door. And as he held the doorpost waiting for his son, he's thinking, I'm going to love him. I'm going to take him back. He's talking to himself. And he's saying, you know, some of you in here said, I don't even know why I'm going to go to church. God doesn't want me anymore. Oh, can I tell you that he stands at the door and he knocks. If you'll just open the door, he'll come in and eat with you and you with him. My brother, Throne Studio, Mike, some of you guys know him. He always says this. It, when, when I was running from God, I discovered it didn't take me long. That every time I was running from God, I was actually running to God. Because everywhere I went, God was there. 
Let's connect these dots. Dad is coming down the hill. Son is going up the hill. And they meet at the door. And for the servants not to kill him, dad pulls out this trick. He pulls out a robe. The Bible says it there. Read it at home. He pulled out a purple robe and he puts it over the sun. That's to say servants without words, without having to say anything. He says, servants, do not touch him. He belongs to me. He's a royal priesthood. He's a peculiar person. He had no what I have for him. I know what I have for him. He's my son. It doesn't matter what the servants say. What matters is what God declares. And he says that you are his son and he says you are his daughter and today he clothes you with robes remember the robe that the roman soldiers purchased to make a mockery god almighty has a robe just for you that's your size and you'll grow into it if you feel like it's too much for you but God Almighty has a robe that has your name on it it's personalized and I want you to know that he loves you remember the crowd was the rich the crowd was the tax collectors and the crowd was the sinners why did Jesus make room for words when he's telling his people because he used three scenarios that no matter where you're at the message is the same God loves you Everyone in here identifies with one of those three parables. Maybe you didn't take the inheritance. But maybe you felt like you had no value. Like a coin has value. But when it's hidden, it's like no value. But the value is always there and the value will never go away. Maybe you're that person this morning that would say, I don't even know why I live. I have nothing to live for. I have made such a mess of my life. I have zero value. Can I tell you right now, God is like the woman in the story. And he'll sweep your life. He'll sweep your surroundings. He'll sweep your friends and your family just to find you. And guess what? When he finds you, he tells the angels, guys, rejoice. We got another one. He thought he had no value. But all I did was this. Some of you in this room are that. You're a woman that is suffering with depression. You're a woman that is suffering from, I'll never be that. You look at your Instagram, you say, I'll never be that. You know, there's not a filter in the world created. That'll ever, that Jesus will ever need to find value in you. Maybe you're that sheep. Maybe you're the one, your brothers and your sisters are successful. And you're the black sheep. Eres la morenita. You're the one that's ugly. You're the one that's not right. You're the one that's, they'll never be right. Can I tell you right now, God Almighty loves you so much. He'll leave the perfect ones to go find the imperfect one. 
And when he comes back, you're on his shoulders and he's telling you, you belong to me. Don't go far. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to keep you. I want you. You're mine. Don't go anywhere. Or maybe today you identify with the prodigal, with the lost son. You've had a calling on your life. You were at a youth camp and the Lord called you. You were somewhere where you knew God wanted you to do great and mighty things for his kingdom. You've been part of churches. You've been part of ministries. And you were doing so good. You were like, without you, we can't do this type of person. And one bad choice led to another. And you find yourself now in a pool of mud. Not even eating corn, but eating the cob of corn. Can I tell you right now? Heavenly Father is waiting for you. He wants you to come home. And just know when you come home, it doesn't matter how dirty or why, because His love will cover a multitude of sins. His love keeps no record of wrong. His love is understanding. His love is for you. Oh, come on, somebody in this place. One more scripture, Romans 8 and verse 11 says these words. The same power, watch this, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Watch this. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead raises you and makes you the child of Almighty God. It's the one that helps you keep the robe on because God gives it to you, but you got to keep the robe on. Can I tell you right now, that same power that we celebrate today is the same power that's in you. You may say, how is that possible? It's possible because Jesus left an empty tomb to fill your empty heart with the power of the resurrection. Can I tell you right now, live right, live better, try perfection, try loving people, try forgiving, try to do all these things because then the power has something to work with. The power of mighty God makes you that loving person, that forgiving person, that understanding person. Stand to your feet with me today. Oh, I'm about to explode. I'm about to burst. Because that power is in me. We can lay hands on the sick and they recover. We can see that man that smells like a pig, acts like a pig, and eats pig leftovers. We can see that man as God sees him. He's mijo. He's my son. I don't care what you think of him. I bought him at the price of the blood of my son, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing you can do about that. There's a lot of us in here. But I am a maximizer. 
And there is no way I would give this service to Matt to come and end without doing this one thing. And that is giving you an opportunity. You're always going to be around the rich. You're always going to be around tax collectors. And you're always going to be around sinners. But one of these stories takes care of every one of those challenges. I'm going to give a couple altar calls and just leave your seat and come here. Don't hesitate. Just come here. The first one is this one. We were up here worshiping the Lord a few, a few minutes ago. We were worshiping Almighty God, but you couldn't worship Him. Why? There's nothing in you to worship. Because you're lost. You're separated. You're not living a life of life. You're living a life of death. You're separated from Him. Today is the day of salvation. If you call on His name, you will be saved. So the first call is this, is for all the sheep that are lost. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, or maybe you prayed that prayer to VBS 10 years ago, but you haven't lived a life, can I tell you right now, today is your day of salvation. If that is you, come here. If someone brought you, they're not going to leave. They're not going to leave. In fact, they're going to be one of those that's rejoicing because you took the bold step to come to Jesus Christ. Anyone here want Jesus Christ? You want your eternity to be secured? Leave your seat and come to this altar. Anyone here, hearing this voice that wants to be born again? Come on up, sweetie. Maybe just stand with her. If I stand with her, I'll be mush, and that's not good for anybody. Because I love it when people come to Jesus. That's what I live to do. That's what my passion is, is to do what I do. Now I want to pray for people who say, I have no value. I've let myself go. If you only knew the thoughts I have myself of myself. Thank you. If you only knew what I think about me, you would be embarrassed to be my friend. If you feel like you have zero value right now, don't be embarrassed. Come here. Let the Lord shine you up. Let Him hold you high and proud. I found it. I found it. Come on up. I found it. You're tired of depression. You're tired of not making it. You're tired of not being the right place at the right time. And it seems like everything wrong has happened to you. Can I tell you, leave your seat and come to this altar this morning. Allow Jesus to raise you up and say, I found the coin. I found it. Now I want to pray for those who have a calling on your life. You have an assignment on your life, but you haven't been doing it. Why? You've been in the mud. 
Let's call it what it is. Tú tienes un llamado, ay, Tú tienes un llamado, pero te has encontrado en el lodo. Leave your seat now. Let's get you a restart. Let's get you headed in the right direction. You know that you know what you got to do for God. You know what you got to do. But you've been in the mud. We just had an amazing Friday night. We raised our hands. Little Malachi told me, Tio, you missed it. I said, I know, mijo. I know I missed it. We had every plans to be here, but we had a funeral. We were in a funeral, puppy. I go, what did you like the best? You know what little Malachi told me? You guys know who Malachi is? He's wearing a tie today. He calls it a tag. He's wearing a tag today. You know what he told me? Tio, you should have seen my mom. She was on the stage and she was singing under the stars. And I'm thinking, yes, he's getting it. Only been around us for eight months and he's getting it in his four-year mind. We need to get it. If a child can get it, we need to get it. You've lost your luster. You're dirty. You're grimy. Oh, don't waste this opportunity. Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. God gave me a, a word, but it's not, for a per it's not for a person. The word that I'm going to say right now, I'm going to release it upon many. It's not one person. And some of you that know me, oh, I can, I can read the mail. And I'm pretty spot on. But this one is not a general word. This is a specific word for many. Listen to these words. Men of God, you listen to these words. Woman of God, you listen to these words. You are an oak tree. What in the world are you doing in a pot? You belong in a garden where your root system can grow. And you can grow. And you can grow. What are you doing in a pot? Let God transplant you this morning and put you in the ground where you can flourish, where you can grow. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.